Um, well, welcome back, guys. Uh, we're now cracking into episode four. Um, apologies for the delay. Um, well, I don't really want it's to say a long apologies. time, a long time coming, isn't it? Yeah, just I don't like, want to like <laughs> really say apologies. Coming. You know, it's no. supposed we, we may have kind of disappointed some people, but um, the, these things happen. It's not through a lack of wanting to do this. Um, to be honest, I don't do this all the time. But um, Ian's not with us, um, so it is just the the super sexy uh, Rob Ellis. You right, mate? Good evening. Oh, yeah. How are you getting on? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You've had a swathe of good news recently, a promotion and everything, so it's always good to hear. I have, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, hard at work, travelling a lot. <sighs> a lot of time to, uh, had to up my podcast count, and I'm kind of, I want to say I'm sort of, trawling the depths at the moment but uh yeah no it's some really new good new content to listen to so i guess that's a plus yeah i mean to be honest it was something i wanted to kind of hit on and something chris had mentioned um and a couple of other people have echoed as well that it seems to be a a little bit of a lull in the podcast i mean it it does most certainly happen this time of year um but we have got other um kind of podcasts coming back again um what i'm actually doing one of my plans over the christmas period which i haven't done for a long time is actually download loads of podcast episodes and listen to them because i found i kind of got into a bit of a niche um and it does feel sometimes like there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a kind of competition, you know, a bit of a rush to, to get people to listen to your particular podcast. I mean, we're unashamedly just doing this because we want to do it. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're hashtag honest with the way we approach. <laughs> uh, These are our thoughts, Matt. Podcasting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, I definitely want to crack into the new Healing Hammer, um, which I've always listened to historically. Um, I, I felt they've become a little bit kind of GW centric. So I'm interested to see how they are. It's almost felt, and I hope you guys don't, don't take this in the wrong way. It's kind of always felt like the GW podcast. And it's kind of developed that way because it's very family friendly very kind of product focused um that's kind of my just my two cents anyway but i'm quite excited to kind of listen back to that um i need to catch up on bad dice which i've always enjoyed listening uh listening to um it's always, always good to hear a, a bit from ben i don't think they the i lad. don't think they don't think you've done one since the south coast review yeah it's it's like that's a bit how, of a shame really because i've always how... you sorry you boys and and them you know the black sea you boys the black sun and the Bad Dice was sort of my first two forays into the podcasting world when I got back into the hobby. And, you know, uh, I know uh, people like to wind him up, but, you know, Ben Curry's a very, he's very, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, mm. it's a shame that he's, I know he's you know, obviously hashtag real, real life problems and everyone's got them and, yeah, you know, you get sure. distracted from time to time. But, you know, it's a shame. It's a, the, the podcast scene is, is, is less, you know, isn't, What's, what's, what's the phrase I'm trying to say? Is uh, not not the better for having them around? You know, it's uh, yeah. they are missed. No, no, I, I I agree. I mean, and that's how behind I am with the podcast. You know, I, it, it used to be a case that I personally used to sit and just r- listen to an awful lot of podcasts. And part of me does even wonder if it's things like Netflix because I enjoy 
the certain series and movies and things I'll watch on Netflix while painting and that's what I used to I used to listen to uh, to the podcasts. Um, I mean, for me, the staple that I always keep updated with um, is Face Hammer. Um, they yeah. oh, and they know I had issues with them when they started, you know. But I think the content they're putting out at the moment is really good. Um, yeah. I'm liking them starting to kind of go down a little bit more of a hobby focus. Byron um, was particularly good. I felt talking about the way his army works without giving away too much. He's very articulate, uh, articulate in the way he was talking about that on the lace system of sort of face hammer where obviously you know he he, he won the uh he won the gt finals there so yeah congratulations byron yeah fantastic obviously we're not we're, as we know everybody we're hardcore dedicated gamers um you know, <laughs> I know rob you're working on your rankings next year but no in all seriousness you know great hobby guys and it, and it and it's nice listening to this kind of dynamic come across um, also just a quick just on on that note quickly before we go off um Everyone check out uh, Terry's. Uh, he started to post um, sort of uh, painting tutorials on yeah. on uh, YouTube, and they're they're very good as well. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's check, um, worth checking out. Uh, obviously, Terry's on Pike's Twitter. Painting or something. Yeah, Pike's painting. I think he's called it. Best way to find him, as as with all things miniatures nowadays, to be fair, uh, is through Twitter. Um, so you can search for Face Hammer. Obviously, he'll have interactions there, um, or you can go through to um, his his Twitter feed, which I think is just at Terry Pike. But what I will do is obviously put it in the show notes if you all want to watch those. Um, not great interest to me if I'm if I'm honest because it's Sylvaneth and fucking hate Sylvaneth, so I didn't <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to watch. But I will because I'm interested in see what he's presenting you know very good very good techniques yeah. with things like a close close up airbrushing and um you know sort of making use of a lot of tools so but you know even though the model itself you know people might not be interested in don't let that dissuade you from uh, don't let matt's bias um <laughs> uh, dissuade you from yeah, checking it out because also stuff that can be applied to other things i'd well. be disappointed if my bias encouraged people not to watch it because <laughs> it was about fucking silver um uh and yeah and so you know i'm actually gonna make a dedicated effort to kind of update so podcasts there are more out there and i need to literally sit down because i really want to start kind of building a catalog of podcasts to listen to and what i would like to say is if you're listening to this and you are a podcaster i would love you to link me to an episode um uh, on twitter to it on twitter where you think i would really like it and it sounds silly but there's so many episodes of the podcast and sometimes you kind of sit there and go god what am i going to do i'm going to start from the front am i going to go the way through or should i stop backwards and work backwards uh, start, start from the the most recent one and work backwards from there but if you're a podcaster and you've got some episodes you're really proud of link them to me and I'll, I'll crack into them and you know I'll, I'll, I'll be really look forward to kind of talking about those more on, on the next episode um, can I shout out a couple that I've listened to just so yeah, that go for it. people um, roll, Rolling Bad um, I, uh, Elric Edge I think he's on he, well he's definitely on Twitter because I follow him and he follows me uh, based out of uh, Albuquerque uh, so American guys um, really good with the uh, hobby they've uh, they break their podcast down into sort of hobby tactics new releases you know a good old sort of tried and tested formula of podcasts and uh, they do a really good job very uh sort of unbiased um sort of view on it uh, which are really good and then uh two p's um podcast uh they do this aos and 40k and they do other stuff as well i, I, I listened to one episode um where they did some saga and stuff like that but the main the main draw and um, reason why i listened to one of their episodes and sort of got me listen to the other ones off the back of it was they had a quite a lengthy interview with um tommy Saul, um 
from Gollum Painting Studios, mm-hmm. and he went through a lot, a lot of um, sort of uh, you know background on his you know he's a very good, very accomplished painter. Um, you know, very in-depth talk on painting techniques and theory and army painting, and you know, for anyone out there, you know, obviously we're a hobby-focused podcast and. That was, you know, that was gold to me. That was, that was, that was some great inspiration. And hearing him talk through how he goes, uh, sort of approaches projects, is, uh, is was very interesting to listen to. And uh, yeah, that's a really good listen. They're based out, of, they're down, they're down your way, southwest, I think now. They're, oh, well, uh, well Bristol, enough, Bristol, lad, and the Dorset guy, I think. I, I've seen the guys uh, on Twitter. I've seen a couple of interactions, and actually, I got the impression they were more 40k focused, which isn't my thing. Yeah. So that that's interesting for me, for sure. And I know they're actually pretty pretty prevalent with the content they're putting out so and yeah. it seemed like a, a couple of a uh, couple of nice blokes so definitely um that, that's going on the old list um and i'll put these in the show notes as well I'll put the link straight to their to, to, to their feeds because i mean maybe even like i mentioned bad dice uh it's unlikely but possibly maybe somebody's listened to one of our episodes and maybe hasn't listened to them in the past oh, so, God. <laughs> so for completeness sake I'll, I'll whack them all up on there because you never know it's always good to kind of get people listening to hobby content yeah. was there any others that you um i'm just trying to think off the top of my head now the uh yeah it was just it was just those two mainly going through the the uh the rolling bad stuff and um and those i know that um I'm trying to think of any others no that, i started that, no no that was it i think cool Cool. Well, no, that, that certainly does the job. And like I say, you know, it's it's all time to listen to these things. And I should really set something up for my car in the mornings, but I'll do that in the, down the road. And um, what I wanted to say as well is what, why we're on the, the, the topic of kind of podcasting. Um, Ian would love to be here. He's not here from a lack of, um, you know, of commitment, if you would. It's just one of those scenarios where real life has just got in the way of us recording. Um, so he will be back. And he wants to record, but we're just going to crack on for the time being, just the two of us. Um, Chris Tomlin um, was potentially coming on uh, an episode, obviously, of TBS fame and Age of Sigbra and all that. Obviously, prevalent podcaster and community guy. Um, but he's got an operation over Christmas as well coming up, and he's not very well. So it's not a good combination. So at the moment, although I love a magical three people, it's just going to be me and Rob for the time being. Um, it might be for a couple of episodes the benefit i guess for two people is it's easier to record yeah i think i think one might, might be i mean I think, yeah i think um one of the things we perhaps looked at was maybe getting guests from the from the community on as well so if uh, anyone fancies coming on for half hour or something i'm just bringing this on max we haven't really spoke about it before but I, I, there's a couple of guys out there that i quite like to have on the podcast as well and if feel free to drop us a line and perhaps arrange something in the new year. Yeah, I think that's a good idea and it's something we can most certainly do is, uh, you know, get that magical three people on, which which I'm very keen on. I'm proxying for Ian, aren't we? It's like proxies. Ian, but, Ian proxies. They'll, proxy. <laughs> they'll all have to put on a fake um, Welsh accent. Well. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they'll have to. I think what we might have to do is to say, look, guys, if you want to come on to the podcast, um, you got to win South Coast best painted two years in a row first. No, no, no. I think they need to send us a sound <laughs> clip, um, you know, on WhatsApp. You know, send me a message on Twitter. Um, yeah. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to uh, like message me. I'll give you my mobile number, and you need to send me a voice clip on WhatsApp of you doing your best Welsh accent. And I think, kind of, depending, we might rate them. Yes, and kind yeah, of depending on, on the show as well. <laughs> depending on how good these are, we'll kind of work. I think that's quite a good way of kind of staging this. That you know, never know. 
I doubt anybody's going to do it, but you know, no, it'd be funny, it'd be funny if at least one person does. <laughs> um, I mean, what I wanted to mention as well is obviously we've got the usual um, sponsors. Obviously, we've got Merchant Miniatures. Um, you know, we're they're not just a sponsor because they give us stuff. They're a sponsor because. I love their models. The the realism of the models they put out is fantastic. I mean, they do some of the best resin models on the market. Um, obviously, as always, their website is www.mercia-miniatures.com. Um, you know, it's great guys running that. So if you want some alternate models um, for your games of AOS, it's a great shout. That goes on to the raffle where I uh, raffled off, hashtag not a raffle, uh, my painted Zol from Mercia. Um, now, this was... It, a specific AOS model, so it's taking one of their kits and modifying it slightly so that it fits AOS and is spe- uh, specifically a good uh, replacement for Scarrick, which from Forge World is a pretty nice model anyway, to be fair. Um, but it's their version of it. So I painted him up actually at the start of the year. Um, I have used him um, on the table uh, throughout the year. I've actually put him on a smaller base to use Mascara brand as well. Um, but I started a raffle three weeks ago and um, it was £2 a roll basically to get yourself in the competition for it. Um, and thanks so much for the you know for, for putting some money up front and it was very clear that the money's going to go on a camera um in the end we totaled at 138 pounds um which thank you very much guys it's yeah, amazing really pleased with that um also donald taylor uh, a guy we know from the tournament scene top guy he's 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 bunged us over an extra tenner after the raffle finish so we're actually up to uh, 148 which is which is brilliant so i'm currently in a very interesting process of researching cameras uh, and of course the winner uh, was john green um someone who we we have someone only really met recently um is a listener which is fantastic a really good chat with him i think it was blackout in cardiff yeah. earlier this year uh, he's got a he's got a nice uh, sylvaneth army um with the kind of a very strong green uh, if memory serves um yeah. So, yeah, really pleased he's he's won. I've been messaging him, so that's going out to him this week. So, again, thank you for getting behind it. Wasn't sure how it would be received, but we're going to get a camera so we can do better blog posts and uh, take better photos of armies at events. So, win-win. Happy days, yeah. Well done, John. Um, and then, obviously, we're also... We've got a associate team set up with um, Element Games. Um, what I'm also trying to do is use their facility at the moment where Ian's gone on. So we've got our blog posts and Ian's put up a t- nice little tutorial on how he painted his Reavers from Shadespire. Um, so we're, we're gradually going to grow these bundles that you kind of link in with our blog posts. So if you're like, oh, I really like the way that he did his red armor, you can click the bundle, and buy it straight away. And we get a little bit of a kickback for that. And the idea of this is all this, it's not, there's no cash involved. It's just, it's just credit on the store. And it allows us to, for example, if I wanted to paint a, um, uh, a gang for Necromunda or wanted to do some general hobby, it means I don't have to overly spend my own money. It allows us to paint stuff up, get it on the blogs, you know, get it out there and people can see it and give you some ideas. That, that's, that's always behind that. So it, I know there's a little bit of a kind of referral links war and I don't want to get wrapped up in that too much. I don't want to be on release every Saturday, you know, sending out, oh, look, Necromunda's out. You know, it's fine. I get why people do it. I don't want to get involved in the kind of that that kind of competition too much. If someone really sparks my interest, then I think we will. But um, you know, 
if you just want to support the podcast, it's a great way of doing it. Um, or, you know, again, my, my PayPal details are online. You know, if you want to put something into the podcast, do it. If you actually want us to paint a particular model, say, look, I'd really like to see how you paint, uh, Rob paints an Auric, let us know. You know, send, send us an email over, drop me an email to that email address, um, send over some money on PayPal and we'll buy a model and we'll get one of us to paint it. You know, it's, we're, we're quite open with this kind of stuff. So anything anybody ever gives us goes on the podcast. Never for anything for us personally all goes back into the podcast i just wanted to kind of make that clear i think there's a little yeah, bit just, of kind of a gray area with these things nowadays i'm just cancelling my I'm just on the lamborghini website cancelling <laughs> mate if, if you were if you were on the lamborghini website you were definitely doing something right um <laughs> you know we, we don't have a patron or anything set up i mean it'd probably be beneficial but um it, it it's a kind of a lot to commit to where it's just a couple of guys trying to record about hobby. Um, talking about guys doing a hobby, I want to give a shout out to, um, boss miniatures. So boss miniatures is the literal baby of Scott lines who people made (laughs) back in the day. Um, he was quite prevalent on the eighth edition Warhammer scene. Very well known. You know, he's a very outgoing guy. Um, he's slowly been building his own web store. He has mostly been focusing on the historical side of things, uh, but he's now got a store open in my hometown, which is Weymouth, which is brilliant. Um, and, you know, he's just starting to build up. And part of that is bringing in AOS and 40K. So we're mentioning it now because his web store is open and he's building his range of 40K and AOS. Um, and, yeah, it, if you want to support him, I think go over there. He's got a good stock. Um, it's boss minis all one word .co.uk really straightforward one of the unique things with scott is he's got his contact details on that website so if you want to talk to him about something if you want to inquire about a particular product if you can get it he's really really good at that kind of level once you start dealing with him you know people have text message conversations with him and he sorts orders you know it's it's that good he's that on level with making it as easy as possible for his customer to order things and he can order a lot in that aren't straight away on the website or pop down to sunny weymouth you get a chance um he's nice and easy to find so i definitely recommend it so that's uh, scott and uh, you know he seems to be doing pretty well so i wanted to give a little bit of support behind him so have a little look at the yeah. website you never know something might might grab your uh, grab your attention fair play to you scott yeah, no, it's, you know, I know it's been, I mean, it's been a lot of work. I work with Scott, so I can see he's doing, he's currently working seven days, literally working seven days a week, uh, working in the same place as me oh and then working in the shop all the spare hours he's got. So he's putting a lot into this. Excellent. Well, that's all the, that's all the, I don't know, admin, I suppose. I mean, I wanted to give the <laughs> podcast a shout out because it doesn't yeah. feel like it's done much, you know, nowadays. And I know back in the day, it used to be good to get a shout out from the different podcasts. It's something that I wanted to, kind of bring back and i'll continue doing that going doing that going forward if i find a really good episode of podcast i'll give it a shout out um and obviously it's always good to uh you know get, get your sponsors mentioned you know we know we're all in it for the money and the free stuff that was ironically <laughs> that's one of scott's scott's things we used to wind him up about it back in the day um but we'll take a little break there and um as it's it's not going to be overly too organized this one there's a couple of events um i've been to that i wanted to cover um and we want to call, talk about our current projects there's a lot been going on since we last recorded um and also we're going to do a little kind of hobby um year in review you know each kind of personally and talk about kind of what's been going on what we've seen what the changes are what we've been doing so um we'll be right back after the little break 
Right, so welcome back um, after a little bit of Synthwave, because I do love my Synthwave. We're keeping that 80s theme going. Um, <laughs> so what I wanted to do is, obviously, there has been some time um, since, the, since the, the last episode. Um, I wanted a very kind of separate to what we're about to talk about. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a place called Curtain Games. Um, their website is www.curtaingames.co.uk. So it's K-I-R-T-O-N games.co.uk. Now, they're based in Crediton, which is just outside of Exeter. Uh, the reason I wanted to kind of bring these guys up is that we went to a one-day tournament um, last month, which was fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, again, I don't want to get too much into the gaming side because that's not our focus, but we went to a store that we'd virtually never been to before. So it was me, a couple of the doggers, obviously Paul, Paul was there, uh, Rich Morley, and we just had a great time. And I think the reason for that is the guys were so welcoming but also quite humble with what they're doing. They really want to improve. They really wanted feedback. They wanted to run great AOS events and kind of build their community. So we, we really got behind that. It was super casual. Um, they've taken feedback on board really, really well. Um, you know, we were saying about, you want about 10 pieces of terrain on the board because that's how, you know, uh, AOS tends to work nowadays. It's, it's a big factor and it's worth having. Um, and, you know, those little bits of feedback have been so well received. But these guys have got... Um, I think they've got they've got streaming set up already. They actually did a Kickstarter for the store for the gaming side. So they've got Twitch stream set up for Table One. So they were streaming that all weekend. They've even got like a communal podcasting studio, so people can go there, use their equipment, and record podcasts to release. And they've got amazing plans to kind of expand this even further. Loads of room, you know. They're kind of working on these rooms like building sites at the moment, and it's so good. Um, so at the moment, I think they can host about 20 players. They've got about 10 tables. Um, they've got another one-day event coming up um, in February, which I would shout out. But I've got to be honest, it's sold out um, because we all straight away wanted to be involved again. A load of our group was really keen. And also they've got their local guys. So it, it sold out. But keep an eye on their website. It was really parking's really easy it's not a difficult place to get to you know if you're in the bristol the south area it really is worth traveling and really really hope these guys keep this momentum going because this could be a really really good venue for us locally and across the scene and they're so nice about it so again i wanted to give them a shout out they're well worth it um pop in if you're in the area or keep an eye on the events or on facebook as well same thing curtain games follow that on there you might see some events that appeal because i would love you rob and ian to come to one of their events hopefully later this year as well i was gonna say get a two day assorted boys and uh, we'll be there but even for a one day because it's exeter it's not too bad travel for you yeah too bad no i suppose we could always do something the second day anyway go and uh, yeah there's a dog hq or something there you go there you go it's like about an hour an hour and a half from us so it's, it's not too bad yeah. but yeah those guys are very much worthy of a shout out um you know re really really impressed and i'm uh, meeting one of the guys at heat one as well so it's really, really good to catch up with him i've been, I've been very impressed awesome. anyway without further ado uh, I want to cover current projects and what we've been up to since we recorded the last episode. And Rob, I know you're literally gushing to talk about your current <laughs> your little kind of little kit bash, little kind of little kit bash uh, project. Yeah, it's just something I thought I'd moment. knock out. So um, what have you been dedicating God knows how much time to now? Um, well, funnily enough, uh, sort of it's, it's time as and when I can get it really, especially with the, the new job and, and everything else. So, um, yeah, just I, I, I think we mentioned it 
on the last podcast, I, I got back from Facehammer and really wanted to kick on, you know, put the sort of mixed order army that I'd done to bed and really kick on with um, my Zinch army or the Zinch portion of my mixed chaos army. Oh, not disciples um, of Zinch, Rob. Come on, flavour of the month. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like as, as I said on, on the group chat, it's, it's a it's an RK on list, so it's not a change host or anything like that. I, I, I don't profess to be good enough player to sort of perhaps hide in an army like that. It's a bit more sort of push it forward and try and make RK on work. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, really easy. A la diesel. You do the diesel method. <laughs> yeah, just roll two yeah. sixes. Yeah, took it off. <laughs> Well, I've got Kairos in the list as well, so that'd make that a little bit easier as well. So right. I'm going to be proxying uh, my Egrim Van Horseman as as Kairos, as I probably mentioned before. Um, however, I just realised realized a couple of days ago that he's uh, gone completely the wrong size base, which having a bigger base wouldn't normally matter, but with and with Kairos having area of effect abilities... Oh, dear. ...would um, seem so. I, I've come up with like a little... Uh, I've got the right size base. I've drawn like a, I've made a little hoop um, so that when I, if I'm gaming, hopefully people won't mind me using it as a as a proxy when I'm gaming. I can use the the hoop sort of to represent where his standard kind of where you'd measure the 18 inches from or whatever yeah. it is on his on his ability. So I don't think people have too much of a problem with that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, sorry to interrupt. It's, it's quite interesting no from when you've got a you know something you've done for a hobby reason. You know you. Basing is a, is a very good example. Um, what I would always say and what we've said in the past is that, sure, I think 99% of people are just going to accept you using it as it is. Yeah. I, you know, And you've done exactly the right thing. Is If it's got an aura of nine inches and your base is too big, then you just go on the side of caution. You just say to all your opponents, the aura is eight. You know, a, yeah. a little change like that, you know, it just straight away shows shows you know why why it's beneficial um some events kind of you know are pretty pretty lax with it but fair play for kind of thinking about what what to do with it and you know going forward yeah yeah i think it's just you know I, I, you don't leave a, a bad taste in mouth i think uh, you know the extent of the conversions will show that people you know haven't done it for any sort of particular gamey reason it's just the way it's worked out i think uh you know, I, th- I think that would be fine but yeah so i i, I cracked i started to crack on with bellacorn I've, I've made some good headway since I sort of posted the first work in progress a couple of, well, about a month and a half, two months ago. Um, yeah, I've been getting some really good feedback from it from you guys and from from Twitter. Um, it's a bit of a, a hot topic at the moment about the sort of viability of, of Twitter and mm-hmm. the sort of, you know, and, and, and the likes and the, the whatnot and the feedback that you get from it. But it's just that positive reinforcement, which I, I find really helpful, you know, with someone that works as, at a slower pace as I do to perhaps get stuff like this done you know yeah and it's something that i i have said you know in the past even in the case of group chats it's a similar thing where you know you'll you'll be up late three o'clock in the morning um you you've, you've just put the finishing touches to a model you're really happy with and people probably find it you get the same people saying you know well done that's great that's that's nice but you kind of you, you really want to hear from those people who maybe you know aren't overly that that talkative about models and it's interesting because the other perspective is people put across is that i'm not a great painter i'm not a great hobbyist so i don't really have much to add but you, you've hit the nail on the head that positive reinforcement is so good just to hear 
And also, if you don't like something, do just say, just say, oh, actually, I'm not keen on yeah. this. I'm not keen on that. Why have you done this? Why have you done that? A conversation about something someone's hobbying on is never a bad thing. So Twitter's the same. You know, it's all well and good. You look at it and go, wow, that guy's got 198 likes on this thing. Yeah, that's great. And it's really nice to see because you see from someone people are liking what you're doing. So you've got positive reinforcement. But for me, I like it when people engage with me out of interest. Yeah. Why have you done this? Why is the how, what color have you used for this? That's that's what I do it for. So, yeah. Yeah. Agree. I think um, I, I, one of the things when I mean, it's uh, I, I, it's happened a few times since I well, it happens pretty much all the time when I when I um, do post stuff is it, you. Uh, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't know whether it's something that anyone else is, out there has experienced, but you. You sort of—it's almost um, that ability to take a step back for a second from the from what you're working on. Um, yeah. A good example: I posted the the picture, the most recent uh, work in progress that I posted with him stood next to the Liberator, so people got an idea of the scale. And I noticed that a part of the armor was off center a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I went back and revisited, but I would not—I just wouldn't have noticed it, or perhaps noticed it, you know, when I come to paint it or something. And it was, you know, sort of having that. It's, it's like when artists, they, they, they'll they profess to be an artist, sound a bit pretentious, but the uh, same sort of methodology that they use where they might just sort of step away from a project for a week or even for a day just to sort of, you know, to reflect on it and, and to sort of come back at it with a fresh set of eyes. I think that does help from time to time as well. So um, Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I will say watching Bellacore, for example, come together, it's, it is like watching a miniature uh you know a miniature designer create something which is something we don't really get to see you know that's that's the level i I consider it on it's like almost like a glimpse behind the gw design studio seeing (laughs) you know seeing what you knock out so yeah maybe 20 years ago it's all bloody cad these days isn't it but yeah so i I, um sort of a few things that you know the the main things is is the sort of greens the green stuff in and and the the the, i think the hardest uh sort of the challenge the biggest challenge i had was getting the legs done um the lower portion of the legs the thighs are from a, a blood thirster more specifically scar brand actually um simply I because those thighs yes yeah but the the, the the one sort of visual cue and the reason i use them is um on the scar brand model he's got the, the horns coming out of his sort of coming out through the flesh yeah. um and if anyone remembers the old bellicore model he's got very much the same thing going on yeah. um so it's sort of a, it's a bit of a, a sort of a nod to that, um, but the, the lower half of the legs, um, I, I started off using um, bits from a Tyranid model, um, but obviously I had to get rid of the Tyranidy bits and the, the sort of chitinous sort of armor kind of thing, and then take away from that, and basically ended up whittling the legs down and whittling so much detail off that they might as well have just been wire armatures at that point. Um, mm. So I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite proud of. The, I mean, I think the big, the, I still think they could do with a bit of tweaking. But considering that the lower legs are pretty much sculpted from scratch, um, you know, obviously the, the claw bits are, are claws from a model and all the rest of it. But um, you know, the, that and the sort of the, the thigh and the sort of the, the arse area, as you as you'd say, um, is all is all pretty much done from scratch and kind of that's probably the bit that so i i'm sort of most proud of um yeah, and impressively yeah. so you know it's thanks man this um but yeah go on sorry this is the transitions you get between um an area of remodel what you sculpted what's kind of filler if you would it's it's really good yeah 
Thanks, man. Well, on to that, I mean, there, there was one Bitcoin that I, I've learned a bit of a lesson with that. Um, obviously, with so much green stuff being used on the bottom section of the legs, is that green stuff's not that great for sculpting with. Um, it's good for gap filling. It's good for doing small detail, um, sort of hair, and, and you know, maybe go as far as doing a cloak on a sort of a, a normal size, you know, liberator size model. Anything bigger than that, it starts to uh, struggle a little bit. Um, I did a bit of sort of looking into it, and it's the elasticity mm-hmm. of the of the of the final sort of you know um, the epoxy mix. Um, so there's a, obviously a couple of it. You can get like your your milli puts and your your brown stuffs and your grey stuffs. Um, but I so I follow a couple of sculptors on Twitter, and that will, I'll send Matt the details so that people can perhaps follow them because it's, it's worth they are quite inspirational some of them okay. all of them are actually um they recommended uh one of them recommended a sculpting um book that i bought from amazon which has got a lot of a lot of stuff in it and uh, there's a lot of guys that do um some of the uh, like really early on stuff for uh, uh for film um okay. and things like that yeah, so uh, and they're more into yeah, props and prosthetics and all that kind of thing. And one of the things, obviously, uh, probably a lot of people have heard of Super Sculpty, which is a which is something I know that G, that some of the GW guys used to use. Um, obviously, one of the main things you have to do with that, you have to fire it, so you have to you have to bake it. Um, but there's another uh, thing called um, Aves Epoxy Sculpt, um, and trying to get that in the UK is an absolute ball ache and I, I did fi- <laughs> funny enough I found once a, a UK based website that sells it um, and it's actually a taxidermy website oh right god um, which is really weird because you go through like all the different things look at it and you can like buy sort of um, like fake eyes and things like that and all the eyes are, are categorised by that like, animal type and Jeez. all this sort of thing <laughs> which is really weird a bit of a, a, a deep dive into that website it was, it was a bit bizarre but it comes in two little pots I see the little pots so about sort of size, like a big pot of hair gel kind of thing um, they're quite it's relatively cheap if you consider how much you actually get in each pot um, a lot cheaper than green stuff and, and milliput but it machines really really well so it's um, it's quite a weird consistency I'd say it's like a really it's like a super super fine milliput um, and you can blend it, and basically, with, you will probably people will probably notice on the bellicle work in progress I put up, you can see little white patches over it. Yeah, um, and so I've used the uh, Aves epoxy sculpt where the, the green won't, so you'll you do that and set the musculature, and then go to like do more green stuff over the top of that to put, put texture into the skin or do extra muscles and um so what i found out that very from the start is when you're doing stuff like that is is to work up from bone pretty much right. um and then do you know, don't try and get a massive lump and then try and sculpt the finished leg or thigh from that you have to build it up in sections and, and almost build up the muscles as you go and sort of look at anatomy pictures for reference which is, is a yeah, it's a bit tedious because you're always having to wait for the. You have to have a few bits on the go at the same time because you're having to wait for it to cure before you yeah. can go over on the next level. But where you've got the two separate, and you try and mix. The, a good tip is to 
either put a dot of paint in it or, or mix uh, the consistency slightly different so you can see the layer that you're putting over. So maybe make the, the green stuff slightly darker or mix a bit of milli put into it so it makes it lighter. That's so that you can tell, yeah, so you can tell where. I think Scott mentioned it ages ago when he was talking about brown stuff when he was doing his trousers on that. He did the, like you know the, that model that he did like the furry trousers on. Yeah. And he he mentioned it back then about you know using the the brown stuff over green stuff so he could see where he'd done it already. And so that, that's that's quite a good tip. But where the green stuff meets, you can't you know with the fresh stuff over the already cured stuff, um, it doesn't blend. You, you'll see minute, no matter how much you sand it, it, it just won't blend in perfectly. Um, right. If the bottom bit is already dried off, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where the the Aves epoxy sculpt you can use that, and it literally you, you know it's very obviously it's water based, so you can you know a bit of bit of spit or a bit of water run your finger over it, and it will just. I've never used anything that leaves just such a smooth finish over something. Um, perhaps put a link I, to the, I feel like the I'm taxidermist then. website. Yeah, I'm um, this, I feel like I'm learning. I think I need to get some of that stuff. It is, mate. It is a revelation. It is really, really good. Um, you can, you know, you could build a, a start off with an armature, build up all your muscles and everything. You could almost like a plasterer skims a, a wall. Right. You can, you can almost skim a miniature with this stuff, um, and it. Uh, and yeah, it works really well. The other other pro really tip good. as well um, that Byron I think mentioned. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it might have been Byron. I don't know even whether it was before Face Hammer, so it might have been when he was doing the uh, Ming Vitation episode. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm sure it was him who mentioned about using liquid green stuff, but diluting it with water. Yeah, and painting it over fine cast. Right. So yeah. you, you can so um, so it just gives that it key almost keys resin. Yeah. Um, for being able to work with it, and like especially if you've got like tiny imperfections and stuff. So another thing to get a really smooth finish, you can actually get you know get a pot of, of quite hot water like in in um in your little paint palette in one of those little dimples, um, mix up a load of mix a little bit of liquid green stuff, and you've almost got like green stuff paint little gap fill um like really tiny gaps yeah that's that's a bit of a pro tip as well i guess yeah that's um, good. Me... but you can't you can't machine that after so you can't sand it because it'll just come straight off yeah you have to you have to prime straight away after that to sort of almost seal it so it's kind of like um same sort of principle as like weathering powder i guess Wonder if it would, so it's, it's, wonder if it would stop it melting in direct sunlight if you. Uh... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrible stuff. But, um, but yeah, so I like Bellacor himself now. He's he's got to the point where um, I've I, I'm, I've got the Slayer of Kings that I'm working on, um, and I'm trying. I've got Archeon's Slayer of Kings sat right next to it, and I'm trying to do the the hole in the middle of the blade where the sort of the more of the demon is, I guess, where you sort of got the bit where the blade sort of curves inside to make it look like a mouth sure um i'm, I'm doing that at the moment and um doing the, the fiery orb in his other hand so uh, nice. yeah so um and and then the head and then that's that'll be and obviously uh i'm going to be doing a crown for him and obviously i've spoken to you about which way to go about that but mm-hmm. i'm quite finished it's all worked out how i'm going to do that yet 
and also the other thing, do another shout to Byron, Byron, but his uh, chainmail sculpting tutorial that he's yes. got on the Element Games Very website. Um, I actually invested uh, in some stuff from Green Stuff World. Um, perhaps could have gotten cheaper somewhere else, probably in Hobbycraft for half the price. Um, but like the, like embossing tools. Yeah. So they're like little wooden sticks with a bit of metal at each end with different sized balls on the end. Um, uh, and perhaps put another link in there, but um, you can use those rather than have any tutorial does mention about having like a pin that he's um, filed down the end so it's not sharp, so it's a bit more stubby, and then using that. But these these embossing tools are uh, are really good for that as we get them all different sizes. So I did a couple of test runs on some chain mail, and I, th- I think I've tried to... Uh, I've got it as close as I can possibly get it to the other part of his loincloth that, um, that I've done for him. So that should that should work all right. But yeah, so I'll, I'll see if I can. Um, I'm pretty sure the link's still out there. Where it's still a valid tutorial. It's still. Oh, it's still up there. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll link over to that if people haven't seen that before. Uh, I won't be endorsing or linking to Green Stuff World because they're twats. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> they they blocked me. I I bought some Green Stuff rollers, which took eight weeks to arrive. Uh, when oh, I nice. left negative feedback because the communication was terrible, they then subsequently blocked me on eBay. So I can't actually buy anything for them from them. So I won't be endorsing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to apologise on their behalf. I can't really buy anything from them anymore. Um, you but yeah, it, um, yeah, I got it. Job done. Um, so yeah, the last sort of the next big thing from you know, obviously he's coming together the actual model himself, but the. Uh, the next big thing for him is his base. Um, so I've uh, obviously he's going to have the exploding round gate and all the swirly bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to get some bits and bobs. Um, I love the way that you say "of course" because that wasn't something on the original model. Now was it, mate? No, no, it wasn't. But obviously, to represent, you need to, he's going to be um, being. Re- you know, he's going to use. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's going to be using Archeon's rules in games, so he needs to be a little bit higher than he is because I don't want people moaning uh, the okay. line of sight and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, right, I didn't realise you were actually using him as Archeon. I ain't clicked that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, hence uh, all the sort of bits. And that's one another thing I'm trying to do on the model is um, I haven't really figured out how to represent Dorgar on him. Um, yeah. But trying to sort of have as many points on him, so the the crown, the eye of shear, and if you notice on his gorget, on his armor, just sort of below his neck, there's a, a sculpted. A, you mean you mean the eye of Ed Sheeran? Eye of Ed Sheeran, yeah. Apologies. He, um, he, there's that represented on his armor. Um, I've got the. Uh, I don't know if you ever. Uh, you probably had, but do you ever have the um, Forsaken kit? Yep. That came out with the, the eighth edition cast well, release. I didn't have it. Paul Bookler had one, and I stole loads of bits off it. Oh, nice. Well, you know, they come with, they're quite handy because they come with loads of little sim- symbols of they all do, different yeah. Chaos Gods on them, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and obviously on Archeon's um, shield, he's got the the four different Chaos God symbols on there. So what I'm going to try and do is with in, in the orb, flaming orb that he's got in on his, in holding in his hand, in amongst the flames, um, suspend those Chaos symbols and paint when they're painted glowing so you look like they're sort of glowing. he's using their power in, in his hand or something or something along those lines so that that's uh, 
and trying to have as many sort of callbacks, not only the Bellicor model, but things that tie him into the fact that he's the ever-chosen and not, not Archeon. I think it's all these little extra details and these extra you know, considerations are ultimately what it is that makes what you're doing so, so good. I mean, I know that I'm one of those people where a lot of the time, if I'm doing a conversion or, you know, working on an involved idea, I normally just rattle around in my bits box and see what works. And, <laughs> you know, clearly that's not, that's not something that you, you, you overly do. I think you're, you're really good at conceptualizing, which is really good. Well, interestingly, I said it's been a while since we've last um, last recorded. Um, and, of course, um, is that pretty much been your hobby since then? I'm trying to think if I've done anything else. I was just, I was just thinking that exact same thing, and I'm like, I don't think yeah. I don't has. think I have, no. I've, I've, although, I, no, oh, no, I've... I've Obviously, thinking about hobby is hobby. So I've, uh, and I know we mentioned it on on the first episode. If people yeah. can cast their minds back um, about what the uh, Nurgle sort of centerpiece yes. would be, yes. Um, and I've decided it's going to be an, a, a, an exalted version of Festus. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. But ooh, it's going to be um, probably end up having to proxy the glocking rules her size that I'm, I'm probably going for but okay. um yeah, yeah um so he's going to be um and i don't know how i'm going to do the, the actual big cauldron um yeah but it's going to be a cauldron with a load of sort of nurglings um holding it up but it's going to be pulled along by two um mulches mental um um so it's going to be like a, a cauldron kind of chariot thing and um, perhaps use um some sort of, some of the woodwork bits from perhaps one of the um skaven kits to build like a, a plinth for him to kind of stand on um sort of so he's, he's there chucking bits into the cauldron and being pulled along by these two um mulches but what i'm going to do instead of have the the mulch heads you, you've said um, you've said mulch three times and i'm i'm pretty certain but just just to kind of clarify we're talking about the um sluggy bro that's that's his mount isn't it so. yeah the, the, the big the big snail thing yeah and um so rather than have the standard sort of snail heads i was thinking of having the um using the heads from the magath lords mm-hmm. oh, okay. you know, from their mounts yeah. so make it make them look a bit more aggressive yeah. obviously trim away the sort of the saddle bit that that plague bearer dude sits on um so they're just snails um and then you know perhaps have like a big sort of war altery thing behind festus with loads of sort of disease bits and bobs and you know it'd be quite good because it, it mean you know getting a, it, you know, there's plenty of stuff with the, as i said before with the new death guard stuff and you know there's there's plenty of kits out there ripe for you know getting bits from and and sort of knocking that all together. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that, that's going to be that. The last thing as well is, uh, I said I was going to do a reimagined Arbol the Undefeated. Yes. The guy riding the big I'm flesh quite, I've got to be honest, I'm quite excited about that one. Yeah, so I, I originally was going to take one of the Jugger uh, models and um, the plastic Juggernauts. And oh, it needs to be bigger than ima- that, mate. Well, see, that's what I was going to do is cut it along the vertice, along horizontally down the middle and vertically right. and explode it explode it by about a centimeter okay and then fill in and sculpt the gap got you as it were so just to make it that bigger 
I thought, well, you know, it's making, you know, that'd be, that'd be too easy, Matt, wouldn't it? That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the easy way out, isn't it? Don't you <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was actually thinking about, and because I, I, I said before, I've got the, um, I've got a spare corn head from Dorgar and, and yes. uh, some other bits and bobs, which would, which would help towards sort of cornifying it up. So perhaps use a Morlafine body. Right. Yeah, I think that's um, a good shout. Actually, I like that. Um, and uh, you know, perhaps get, you know, obviously the very similar, and you know, the the juggernauts have that kind of you know the sort of demon engine thing to them, maybe with the pistons yeah. and all the rest of it. So, I think if um, sort of perhaps do away with some of the the more metallic or the more forty k elements of the model, yeah. um, but actually just use the because it's got a very skeleton. You know, once you take away all the armor plates. You've got a very basic skeleton that you can work with. So, yeah, perhaps have that and then base Arbol himself on a maybe a, a slightly bigger model, maybe similar how they did um, Tamrakan based off a. Isn't he was an end up being sort of ogre size, isn't he, on top of that toad yeah, dragon? I, I actually think even Archeon himself, I reckon yeah. he might be a good base yeah. for the, the, the kind of conversion you're talking about there. Yeah, because all he cares, he's mounted, isn't he? So he's yeah. in, really in that riding pose. God damn it, Matt, that's that's that sort of thing, isn't it? I'm going to have to go and get another Archeon. Um, <laughs> you know there's bit stores, right? You know you don't have to... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not, not the whole kits. bloody model. No. Imagine just all these boxes laying around <laughs> your hobby room just with virtually complete kits. Just, it's missing a just little... minus one bit. Well, I, th- that was one thing. I, I tried to get to that Scarbrand loincloth that I've used for yeah. is one that I've extended with the... With sort of modelling the chainmail. What have you been, I, doing? I what have you been doing, Rob? Well, what are you doing? What have you been up to? I've been extending uh, loincloths. <laughs> yeah. Extending chainmail loincloths. Um, I originally was just going to try and find another one so that I could, you know, sort of slap the two together. Yeah. Um, but for life, we just could not find one on any bit seller site whatsoever. So I, I sort of resigned myself to the fact that I think, and I think that the chainmail's come out pretty good. So yep, I'm happy good. with that. But yeah, so I'm, I've, I've, uh, I'm just thinking. Yeah, that's that's all I've got for what I've been doing. So sorry if I've rattled on for too long. But I asked the question, mate. I was, I was prepared yeah, for yeah. Your response. Well, the, 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 the base itself. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about that, but it's going to have like the swirly bits of the. the I've already cut up um, a round gate, and I've got all the the chunks. So it will basically fit. It would fit back together as a round gate, uh, like a jigsaw. But they're all going to be swirling about and i've got some uh, some kind people from twitter and uh, some facebook groups have donated some of the um you know the sensor fists from thank from bone ripper yes so he's got like the fists that are like small plague furnaces so using the the wispy bits i've got about three or four sets of those that people have donated they've got like wispy bits that are about the same sort of size as the chunks of round gate right so uh, to represent the movement of the exploding realm gates swirling around I love, we're going to be using those I love the fact you've managed to use like the fists that people don't actually tend to equip them with because they tend to give them the water fire throwers so that's yeah well that's what I thought I'm, I'm, I'm sure I remembered someone saying that and I was, I was talking to uh, a guy um, company I think I was talking to my, uh, my local game store mm. and he's like oh and I said like, oh you know I'm struggling does anyone here play Skaven do you know what I mean do they, do they have any bits I, I, I would have thought I, I tried tapping Dom up and he, you know he, he, he nice and he, he tried looking up and he, he couldn't find anything but he, you know the guy in the game and it didn't occur to me but he, he said oh well why don't you just join a couple of Facebook groups yeah like Skaven Facebook groups and 
did that as soon as I got home and within about half an hour I got like four people sending me the, this stuff so it was just yeah. so so straightforward it hasn't worked with the, the, the corn things because the um, as you said it's a uh, it's a bit, a bit of a kit that not a lot of people use. But, yeah, and it's not really yeah. you can go on the Facebook groups and go, oh, guys, has anybody got, um, I just need Scarbrand's thighs. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. Scarbrand's anyone thighs? thighs? You don't need that, do you? What do you need that for? How do you know I am? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so yeah, it's all, it's all really well. And it, I think just uh, a little bit of a break now between now and the year. Um, ironically, the, with my job, I, it's the first first christmas break for the next for the last 15 years that i'll actually have off oh wow so i might um uh might might get a bit of hobby done between now and the new year we'll see no i hope so but that is me done brilliant um well on to me then what what have i been up to well interestingly i guess since the last episode i've been doing quite a bit but for a few mm. different reasons so um i will man up to start with and say my first bit of hobby was quite naughty um which involved it was an event's fault is what i'll blame it on i blame it on yeah. the, the dorset masters so for those who don't know it was a little tournament and the idea is of kind of getting the the highest ranked guys um in dorset that was great to follow on twitter that was yeah well. that it, was, was good, good it, it was a lot of fun a lot of build up a lot of trash talk and all the usual jazz so that was that was nice um so we all met and we all we were all playing for the title of the Dorset Master. Um, so it was the top eight in the rankings. Chris was running it. He was organising it, putting it all together with the help of Paul. Um, and I sat and looked at my armies and saw a Nurgle army in my shelf and a Corn army in my shelf, knowing what I'd be up against, thinking they ain't going to cut anything. So I was one of the people who played uh, Mr. Jack Armstrong at Facehammer, and he was using the Vanguard Wing which is an army I have played before, but not in its what I'd refer to as its exploitative nature. Um, so for those who don't know, the Vanguard Wing basically is an army that allows you to teleport 30 Liberators straight into somebody's army, turn one, and they can keep doing that and they keep moving around the board. But it telepa- teleports them into combat. And because of the one-inch rule, when you place models... If you have not completely lined up your models in solid lines, I'm going to squeeze my Liberators through and put six Grand Hammers into your squishy soft bits. Um, So it's quite a good list. So I decided that I was going to paint 30 Liberators (laughs) and um, nine Prosecutors. Um, Yeah, and that was hobby definitely fueled for competitive purposes. Um, The list didn't go down very well at club, I will say. I did obviously get some wins, um, but yeah, anyway. Um, I had to have a cold shower when you got back. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty nasty. Um, But it's it's what I call a surprise list. So if you played it before, you can kind of work out what it is you need to do to counter it going forward. Again, don't want to get too much into gaming, but it was a hobby aspect that was influenced by wanting to win games. Um, so I took it to the event. It didn't do as well as I hoped, um, although I did beat Change Host Game 1, which was pretty good. So that did involve very basically painting 30, uh, 25 Liberators 
and as I said, nine prosecutors and some characters. So that was quite a big undertaking. Um, Saving Grace, uh, for those who haven't seen, um, I've got a what I call the Scythes of the Emperor. Uh, sorry, a Scythes of Sigmar, which is based on the Scythes of the Emperor colour scheme from 40k, so it's yellow and black, um, which obviously that process is made much easier by an airbrush. Um, and I was quite happy with that, but at the same time, spray something yellow you then got to go and then paint other areas black so it takes more time than if i just sprayed the things bloody gold and just cracked on in a standard stormcast color scheme um so i won't crack it i won't go on to that i've gone about that too much it's not really something that i feel as much of a hobby achievement because it wasn't really it was done for gaming but i did paint an awful lot of models um then so bearing that in mind very quickly bearing yeah. that in mind um obviously you're saying about painting um felt bad about painting a dirty army well i didn't, um, I, didn't feel, I didn't feel bad about painting a dirty army it was it just wasn't something that i were i was overly proud of if that makes sense so what are you working on now well, well you, you 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 sit there and you giggle away and you laugh but i'm um i am working on like rob uh, i'm working on yeah. uh, i'm working on a zinch army um now this is a, a, a true disciples of Zinch, and there's, there's two aspects from this. Now coming from Face Hammer, you've got Fate Master, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So coming from Face Hammer, I decided to want to do a Zinch army, um, and part, part, a big part of that was they're really good. Um, <laughs> um, but I was, I, I realised, and I don't know if anyone's done this. I was doing them. I wasn't doing disciples of Zinch because everyone else was doing them. And I sat there and I looked at it and thought, right, I really like the models. I really like the mechanics of the army. I really like how they play. I really like the rules. I really like all the options in the book. Why the hell am I not doing a Zinch army? And the reason was other people are doing them, which is crazy. So I got myself a Zinch army. But my initial plan was to take Zinch to Heat 1 next year and play Zinch and do well. So wrote a pretty filthy list, got all the good stuff in it. Yep, quite happy with that. Brilliant. Hadn't started any painting. Um, then we had another event, uh, which was Age of Santa, which was in Cardiff, run by our good friend Paddy O'Sullivan, which was an amazing weekend. Cardiff, Paddy, Mates, Curries, Sagaloo. Sagaloo Gate was amazing. Um, really, really good weekend. Um, all competing on the top tables. And Flooded kitchens. Sorry? Flooded kitchens. Flooded kitchens? What flooded kitchen are you on about? Think about it. Nope. Nope. Okay, gone. <laughs> why, why, why can't I... Why can't, I popped in to see you, didn't I? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. you made... Sorry, you made a guest entrance, like a fucking wrestler or something. Came in, hugged everyone, <laughs> fucked off. She flooded your kitchen. Um, but... Um, I took a Stormcast list. Now, I didn't want to take the Vanguard win. Because it's not that kind of event. And I'm kind of like that with events. I like to take certain lists of certain events. So I took a mixed um, Stormcast list, which is pretty much based off unashamedly Lezers. I'd speak, spoken about Lezers, Facehammer, and GW uh, you know, involvement fame. Um, so I had to do some more painting, which... I painted some much softer choices this time, you know, not liberators. Uh, instead, I was only painting four fulminators um, and a relict and a uh, herald door. Um, so I painted that all up, uh, took it to took it to Aegis Fanta, and oh my god, have I fallen in love with it! It's such a fun army to play with. It's so much fun. 
So, what's actually happened is I painted an awful lot of Stormcasts. I didn't like the stupid competitive list. I really liked the mixed list that, that plays, that has all sorts of different aspects to it. And I've decided I'm going to take that going forward next year. Um, and hoping to get as much work done to it as possible for Heat 1. Um, I finished a Herald or to the standard that I want it to be done to and new basing. So a lot of chipping, weathering effects, um, a lot of highlights. Very happy with it. Um, so it means the Zinch. What am I doing with the Zinch? Well, we're doing a Firestorm campaign. So this is not a pro-painted Firestorm campaign. This is a Firestorm campaign that I'll be covering via the blog and I'll mention it on the podcast as well. Um, and it was completely natural. It just developed out of nowhere. Um, I can't even remember what group chat it was, but me, Aaron Bailey, Chris Tomlin, Paul Buckle, all chatting away. Firestorm was out and we thought about doing a campaign. They were talking about how many people to involve. And we just wanted four people who have consistently delivered in campaigns, are reliable with the hobby and we can run a Firestorm campaign for. And we just went, well, why don't we just do it? So we did, to start off the Firestorm campaign. Um, what we've allowed it to do, because we're so practiced with doing these kind of things nowadays, is we gave it a bit of a run-up. So um, we actually spoke about this a couple of months ago, but we actually started on the 1st of December. But what we said is you, you can do all your basing for your models, you can do all the prep for your models, you can assemble them, you can undercut them, that's fine, no further than that. It just means that you're less likely to get those fails every month if you're just letting people kind of tickle on quite nicely um so i'm using zinch zinch in a five door campaign there's some fluffy options in there chris um it's a pretty tasty army really he's going for um a kind of phoenix guard army with phoenixes and stuff so it's, it's that kind of side of things really really cool he's doing his first test model he says it's nice and quick painted. It's so good. He's, he's he's just got such a knack at painting stuff to the, you know, the, the right the right level, and not putting too much time in it. Um, Aaron's cracking on with his uh, Wraith Fleet army, uh, which he's doing all virtually stuffs converted as well. It's all kind of a mix of skeletons, undead, um, little crew bits. Um, it looks really really good. All converted skeleton head, dark elf corsairs. Again, these are all on the blog posts. Do check them out. Uh, Chris's old bit I'll be putting up shortly. Uh, Paul has gone probably the the most extreme, and he's doing a spider fan grot army. Um, so he's going to have loads of arachnoroks and stuff. But at the moment, he's painting up different units of um, spider riders in kind of slightly different color combinations. Um, and there they're going to tie in with each arachnorok. So it's going to be a right riot of colors, but it all kind of should tie in. So I'm really excited yeah. to see how that goes. And I'm doing Zinch. Um, so I went with nine Skyfire. No, I didn't. Um, what, <laughs> what I wanted to do is Kyric Acolyte are uh, Kyric Acolytes are lovely models, uh, completely underused. You very rarely see them. Um, I know Nico, for example, I played a game in where he's used them, um, but they're just not very good. Uh, you know, a lot of people just uh, convert them slightly, give them more shields, and use them as, as inch marauders. But I wanted to use them. And also, the benefit with Zinch is there are so many good options in the book. We aren't necessarily the best, but because it's such a strong army, you can use them. Yeah. So I'm planning to use Flamers. I'm planning to use Screamers. I'm going to have some Enlightened in there, which Enlightened are good anyway, let's be honest. But um, I've gone crazy. I've got three battalions in there to boost the effectiveness of these amazing Kyrick Acolytes, which they don't because they're still shit. But... <laughs> 
I've got. Do you think just like on a quick aside on that, mm. we'll just quickly touch on on that for a second. Do you think? I think someone else mentioned it in another podcast. I think it might have been the Rolling Bad podcast actually, but um, that they'd be a legitimate choice in another arm. It's just the fact that uh, no. you, you don't think so, no? No, <laughs> like no. literally no. Is, they don't do anything they, well. Right. Okay. And they don't do anything well. They're not even like a jack of all trades. Um, I, I think if they had a spell like horrors, yeah. you would see them. Uh, but then they'll be underpointed. I think they're 100 points at the moment. It's just horrors yeah. are just just better. It's just just it's silly how bad Korok acolytes are. Um, they're not very good at combat. They're not very good at shooting. They don't really do. They don't do any magic, and they might do some mortal wounds to a mage if they cast a spell. It's kind of yeah. all they do. Uh, they're a very strange unit. Um, if they were battle line horrors weren't, you'd see them more, but they're just not. Yeah. So you don't bother. So you don't just don't see them. Um, so uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm sat here and I'm currently painting ten horrors, um, but I only have ten horrors in my list, um, and these guys are a test in the color scheme. So initially, when I started with the army, I wanted to do um, a limited palette. And I got suggested by the Face Hammer Boys uh, four scale 75 paints. Uh, I haven't used these before. They're super matte. Um, yay, super matte. Super <laughs> me. Um, they're super matte paints. Um, so there's no gloss to them whatsoever. Um, I haven't used them before. They're, they're really nice to paint with um, because the, the pigment's strong, but the consistency of the paint is very translucent. So really, really nice to do highlights and uh, shades and everything like that. Um, but I'm painting Zinch. I just haven't got enough paints. I, I want it. I want four paints to be enough, but it's not. So I added gold. Yeah, fine. Still plug it away. It's still not enough. And they don't have any vibrancy to them. Um, so something that Byron had actually mentioned during Facehammer um, was the idea of having different um, effects from paints. So the idea of a gloss and a matte. Uh, the idea of like a, a metallic and a dry brush you know this idea of contrast in the models really helps you kind of draw the eye helps you ignore errors etc etc so uh, you know i painted up a skyfire which i'm really happy with pretty much all using um the scale 75 paints and some glazes and washers but it, it feels quite washed out it's almost like it's got a filter on it which is cool but it's not what i want i want something that does pop so with the yeah. horrors i've kind of taken a step back reassessed and I was really struggling with the skin on these boys, you know, using um, red leather. Uh, it's like it's a beautiful red. It's got a kind of purple tint to it. Um, adding um, adding white to it. Uh, the the white that I've got. Well, it's not really a white. It's um, um, it's Mojave white. It's kind of almost like a bony cream. Adding it, and I just couldn't get it right. It just didn't look correct. Um, and then. I just whacked in, I mixed in scale 75, chucked in a little bit of Empress Children pink, which is a GW colour, and boom, beautiful. Works for the base coat, worked right up to that, got extreme highlights on there, and I'm really, really happy with them now. Yeah, it looks good, man. So it taught me a lesson. Make sure you're using the right paints for the job. Using the scale 75 paints across an army probably be fine, um, but limiting myself as well just wasn't working, so um, I'm kind of backtracked a little bit on that um, what i will say is uh, in addition to this i picked up um through firestorm um the edge paints i don't know if you've used these much but they're yeah. amazing buy them i mean guys i really really recommend going out and buying these when you're doing your edge highlights or you really when you've painted a color and you look at it and you just think 
God, I really wish that would pop just a little bit more. These edge paints are amazing. You know, you've got the Dawn Yellow, uh, Foreground Pink I'm using. You know, I mean, I've got one called Gauze Blaster Green, which I've used um, just on a little test model because I wanted to see what it looked like. And I'm so keen just to use that on an army because the colours are so nice. They're... They're not just really bright. They are. They're very vivid. Um, they're kind of slightly pastely as well. They're exactly what I want. So definitely recommend them. Um, you know, if you're looking at kind of adding that extra kind of edge highlight onto your, on, onto kind of your paints. Um, but yeah, hobby wise, that, that's me. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot. Paints a lot of stormcasts. Um, I'm working on my each. I've got one sky fire painted, which I'm not overly happy with. Uh, I need to add some more highlights to it. And um, yeah, it's kind of my hobby log at the moment, and I've got to crack on with finishing 10 horrors, 10 chirocacolites, and uh, I've got a fate master to do. And you'll start seeing blog posts go up. I mean, these aren't going to be every month the guys have to write a blog post. It's if they want to do something great, I'll put it up, but I'll kind of be doing coverage almost. So saying, look what Chris yeah. has done, this is awesome, this is what his plans are, this is how he's, I've spoken to him, and this is how he does X, Y, and Z. So that, that's going to be uh, you know, hopefully really interesting for people to read going forward, and I'll obviously be covering bits and bobs on the podcast as well. Yeah, I think that's um, it's a shame that uh, there's some, some, something, especially, I mean, it, you know, it's a great way, I mean, people have, you know, it's something that people have mentioned, um, you know, with all these things that GW are doing, it's you know, so it's a great way to start an army without and, and getting, you know, you, it's, again, it's that positive reinforcement. You, you paint it, you know, if you're just doing a small campaign where you're starting from, you know, a small army, not having facing that daunting task of painting up a load of things all in one go, you can gradually add to it. And, yeah, you know, it's just what it's always built on, isn't it? Things like the Tale of Four Warlords and all, all that kind of stuff back yeah. in the day. And they and started redoing that kind of thing. So it does work very well. The idea of, you know, just kind of building naturally is is a very yeah. good way of building an army and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, bearing in mind what we've been up to recently, um, with it being the 20th of December, how about, Rob, what are your... Um, well, should we say, what should we say, three goals? Goals and things, or things we're looking forward to, or yeah, what, we, uh... what, what three things are what what three goals, or what are you most looking forward to next year? Okay, so I guess getting this, or at least as each portion of this army done, and you know by South Coast is, is the deadline. I think. I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm going to be going yet. <laughs> um, I okay. know, I, right? but I mean, it's the tenth year, isn't it? And I think they pushed it back till a little bit, a little bit later on. I think they're going to be doing it. I think they said they might be doing it in May now, yeah, rather than I think April. Pretty sure it is May because it kind of, ironically, it may work for me. I'm not sure what my commitments are for tournaments next year because um, I need to be, I need to kind of be a bit more adult about these things next year. But mm. what I will say is that. Um, I'm actually, if it was the old date, I wouldn't have been going. So who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And I think, I think the, the sort of the, you know, if, if, certainly if Chris does one, um, I'll be going to that and face hammer. So those are going to be the three that I'm, that, you know, will definitely be going to. Um, yes. I, I assume that face hammer will be on next year. Um, no, but those are, you know, it might be a bit of a tight year, especially with a new job and everything. So, um, you know, get my siege portion of the army done by then. 
um, with the idea of perhaps adding other the, the other god elements throughout the year as they go on. Um, you know, Bellicor's obviously is taking a massive amount of time. The good thing being is I, I don't have for what once he's done and built. Yeah. Obviously, I've got to paint him and I've got to paint Egrim and you know one of my you know I, I want to win. I you know I had, I had quite a lot of close shaves last year and you know got thank you know very thankfully got nominated in every you know every tournament I went to and came second in two of them. Um, you know I'd like to win next year. Um, Where an event. Um, so. You know, I, I, you know, Bellacor and Egram, they, they're going to be painted to, you know, I, even with the, you know, even with all the kind words said about um, my mixed order stuff that I'd, I'd done this year, there are, even on the centrepieces, there are parts I know that I've rushed. And, um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm, a, I am not going to rush these models. If it means me, you know, the, the, the good thing is, and the, and the thing that, I mean, I've sort of, about having that other army there is if it's not ready it's not ready and I just take my other army and play with that and you know maybe get nominated maybe not I mean you know maybe do an extra unit for it so it just catches the eye again mm-hmm. next year if it comes to that they've got a couple of ideas so he's still uh, thinking of doing the 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 the, 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 the leafix or whatever we thought we'd call it the the, the, the wood phoenix yeah um, and that would be quite a straightforward conversion because there wouldn't be much you know, it's a bit of repositioning, a bit of leaves instead of flames, and you're done. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it'd be nowhere near the scale of something like Bellacorn. No. It certainly wouldn't take as much time. Um, so, you know, if it came to that, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not going to put pressure on myself to get the army done. And, you know, the good thing about having Ibrim and Bellacor, the rest of the army isn't very big. Um, and, you know, it's only 30, I say only, but it's only 30 pink horrors six sky fires and some brimstones do you know what I mean it's not 30 pink horrors have you painted pink horrors before I, I've not and I, you know, I probably regret saying only 30 mm-hmm. pink horrors um, but mate it can't be can't be worse than 12 Kernoth Hunters because um, uh, 12 Kernoth Hunters can yeah yeah so um, I might even be eating my words um, but you know I, I you know I, I think You'd I'd like waiting. to get it done You'd be I'd wishing like get... for some Kyric acolytes, mate. Oh no, they're too 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 muscly. Um, <laughs> they're too <laughs> muscly. Oh, no. Yeah, they got like they're too they're muscly. Probably, they're, they're body shaming me. Ugh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. They are, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking horrors um, body shame me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think you know a posit on a sort of uh, um, an optimistic thing would be to get. A, to get the zinch done for South Coast, you know, if if not, then face hammer. Um, yeah. You know, and later on in the year, give myself an extra six months or so. But um, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with with my armies. Um, if they do drop, I mean, I've got a stormcast army that I'd, I'd like to get done. Um, I've got an idea to tie into the Bellacor model for what I want to do with the with the Stormcast army. Nice. And I'll, I'll reveal it, might as well reveal it now, but I'm going to be doing a good Archeon. Oh, right, okay. Uh, as, as a, perhaps as a prime, or I, I, I was thinking of uh, perhaps doing Star a, reposition, repositioning a Star Drake, yeah, and yeah. sort of um, more in the, in the, in the um, Dorgar pose, perhaps, sort of rearing up like it's flying and use the tail as a, 
way to stabilise it so it looks kind of looks like Bella, like like Archeon. Yeah, you got that familiar pose. Yeah, the familiar pose, and and but still uses a Star Drake. So um, that's kind of uh, perhaps where I, I wouldn't mind going with that, and perhaps do the Prime as, as as Sigma. Maybe I don't know. But that's that's not um, a plan for next year, right? I don't know. It depends. I mean, I, I, I um, I'd like to get. I'd, I'd like to. I mean, the good thing about the Chaos is, is that I can do the Zinch. Mm. I've got Bellacore. And, you know, if I fancy doing, you know, if they bring out amazing um, Slanesh models next year at some point, I can do the Slanesh contingent, do you know what I mean? Um, or, or, you know, with the Nurgle stuff that's rumoured in the new year, you know, do the Nurgle stuff. Um, and But I'm not, you know, I'm not that, that it, I don't have to do it, do you know what I mean? It can just be something that I can plug and play. And that was the idea of the army to begin with. It was something that was a bit more modular. Yeah. I didn't have to put that sort of pressure on myself, but you know they're going to bring out really cool elves next year probably, and um, you know I'm, I'm going to, you know, might take a nothing, nothing a for granted of, nowadays, which can't. No, no, no. Let's go. I mean, you know, but you know, until I think it would, it would have to take something pretty big to to sway me off off track at the moment i haven't um well it sounds like you swung yourself I, off a stormcast already mate so you know well no no no, no they, they, they were born i don't know they've got them yeah they'll just they, they, will, they will sat there but I, I haven't actually bought any models since january oh, wow. um uh, you know, specifically bits, for bits an of army lots of different models <laughs> yes <laughs> that's right yeah well, not probably armies, the last... but um i spent about 750 quid on uh <laughs> different kits um, I, uh, I think the last model I actually bought is I, I um, Dan, I, I bought a... Uh, bought a Dan? No, bought, um, what's her name? Neve Black Talon off a Dan and Face Hammer. Oh, okay. I think yeah. that's, that's technically the last model I bought. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I've been pretty good with that and I've got a few bits and bobs. I managed to sell some stuff, so I've, I haven't actually outlaid any money on stuff, if that makes sense, because I've, I've sort of sold and used that money to to put towards purchases so I kind of try and keep it quite self-sustaining Fair so that would be the biggest thing I mean the, the, the only other thing really apart from any sort of new Elf or Slanesh releases is if um, they release and I don't know if, if you how how into Necromunda were you when have you ever been that into it at all or yeah Necromunda's my game it even got renamed at GW when I run it it, be, it became Macromunda um, Macromac- because of the, the issues with one of the rule books that I had where um, I ran campaigns, and I think it was grenades. Uh, there was a misprint in my book, and they never stopped bouncing until they hit something. So oh, nice. just grenades would infinitely bounce around the board until it just smacks on in the back of the head and killed them. So that was always fun. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so yes, that's my thing. Uh, yeah, um, I'd quite, I'd, none of the gangs really sort of jump out at me. Um, but something that caught my way back when when they first released it was Spiras. Yeah, and if they do something with them, you know, sort of one, you know, you could run. Rather than a gang of, of dudes, you could perhaps run just one or two of those, and you know, being single models, so that'd be quite cool. So so far, what you've said, your three goals have been: I want to finish Mazinch, not get distracted by Stormcasts, not get distracted by Elves, and not get distracted by Necromunda doing Spires. Yes. Yeah, We've got any other kind of other than the Zinch? Then is there? Uh, I mean, you've mentioned obviously winning an award as well, which is uh, you know going from second to first. I think that's a worthy worthy aim. Uh, you've definitely mm. got the the ability to do it. Is there any other kind of goal you you would be happy if we were this time next year 
um, that you would have achieved that you, you would be you would be very pleased with? Um, yeah, I think one one last one. It was kind of a, a goal this year, but never seemed to sort of get got around to doing it. And it was a plan of mine to rebase some of my um, older sort of conversions and perhaps finish painting a couple of them off. But that's a good idea. Perhaps and, and submit them along with with um, the stuff that I've done for my mixed order to to White Dwarf and perhaps have an article. Yeah, no, that's in White I, think, Dwarf. I think that's an awesome goal and it's something. Funny enough, I I would actually say I'd echo that as well. I've now got to the point where I I would like to paint things that are being showcased in something I love and something I love is, yeah. is GW and nowadays in particular it really does feel like an institution as a gamer you, you can kind of get behind and that you, you know are, are interested in so part of maybe my focus on the kind of getting the camera was to facilitate that so yeah that's awesome yeah yeah I'm, I'm yeah well beyond that yeah so i think once um Egram and bellacore are done perhaps uh you know then have you know i've got enough done to perhaps you know maybe have a, a showcase mm. of, of that um just think about it man i don't think anybody and i'm not just pandering your ego i don't think there's anybody i can think of in in the you know the uk tournament scene um i'm sure there are hobby gamers for sure that are doing the level of what you're doing you're what you're producing is increasingly um setting the bar really for conversions i mean you're not like bellacore i've got to be honest that's not a conversion that's that is a that is a scratch built model yeah, as far as I'm concerned, and yeah, um, I guess I mean you look at it like that. I mean, I'd, the yeah, well, the other thing I did, I'm referring to my notes, mm-hmm. is um, ooh, ooh, enter, notes, uh, pro pro, uh, yeah, uh, armies on parade. I was going to do it this year, but I, yeah. I didn't get around to it. But um, I'll probably do that and knock up a, a board, an actual proper rather than just a sprayed black picture <laughs> frame that I've been dragging around with me. Or they actually have a get a, it's something of a similar vein as what ben johnson did with this have a bit of bit of modular terrain yeah and you know that's themed to the army and themed to the bases and have a you know realm of battle that works alongside that as a display piece a worthy goal for sure Mm. oh yeah it's weird like it's it's never really that that particular aspect's never really been something that appeals to me um obviously i'll get on to what i've i've been up to this year but i can i can understand the appeal maybe my focus was slightly different yeah but yeah, that's that's uh, that's me. That's you. Okay, brilliant. Um, well, I'm 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 not quite sure really about what my what my goals are for next year. I think I've this year I've kind of focused. I mean, my my bloodbound's always done me well at events. You know, it's, and it is nice to win trophies and get feedback and get people talking about stuff. It's it's brilliant. Um, but part of me, I, I do feel kind of out the game nowadays. Um, not that game, out the painting and hobby, hobby game. Um, so I, I would like to, just to be honest, my, my major goal would be just to feel like I'm competing on the painting front again. Uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm kind of going down the right road with, with, with the Zinch um, and the Stormcast. I think I can get to a nice, you know, really nice standard as well. So that would yeah. probably be my goal, just to kind of stay relevant, kind of keep be there you know be engaging with people about armies and, and feeling like that you know i am producing stuff that you know gives me the the you know the confidence to do that because it is a confidence aspect as well um i mean an example of that would be my 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 Cthurgal army a uh, visually striking it's pretty damn unique if even if i do say so myself but it isn't very well painted and i have 
you know, I have actually not put it up for painting nominations in the past because it's not, in my eyes, it's not that kind of army. Um, and that's cool. But I kind of want to move away from it. Um, I mean, that will be my main goal. Just kind of stay relevant. Um, take armies I'm happy with. Enjoy playing with. Um, but also kind of tick all the boxes in regards to, you know, they look nice. I'm proud of them. Um, yeah. And also, they're just not dog shit um, when, <laughs> when using them in tournaments. Because um, I mean, do, do, a bit more. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Do you think, do you think that the time that, because you put an awful amount of time into it, do you think the time you spent on your Nurgle army that won, you know, let's face it, you know, it paid off because, you, you know, you won coolest army at South Coast. Um, do you think that, uh, like with me, with, the, with these conversions and stuff, do you think it sort of draws away from perhaps being productive with getting a, not a normal army, but I mean, are you happy that, did you find that it's worth, the extra effort is, is worth it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm one of those people who I'm goal focused. So if I say I want to do this for this, that's how I operate. Yeah. So I wanted to do that army and take it to South Coast and compete and win Cordis Army, which is what I did. So I, I can never yeah. I can never look back at that and say to myself, well, was it actually worth it? Because yeah, it was. That was the goal I set myself. Yeah. I'm proud to win it. Happy to win it. Um, you know, it it, it did his job. But uh, did it did it develop me any further as a, as a as a hobbyist or a painter no not really didn't push myself i didn't do anything new really um it was all about the overall aspect of the army the basing was probably yeah. the most different thing i did you know it was something i had an idea that it worked and i'm quite glad that it worked and for those that haven't seen it it's simply um acrylic transparent bases uh, with water effects on top kind of peaked up to make waves and that's it so it looks like the walking on water um and it works. Um, it works yeah, well. Very it's, cool. it's very different. But um, no, I, I don't feel it, it was never an army that was meant to push me as a kind of as as a hobbyist overall. It pushed me getting it painted because there's quite a lot of models in it. Um, yeah. Thirty plague bearers and twenty blight kings plus monsters. It's quite a lot to to churn through. Um, but part of me, the, the, the maybe the the most disappointing aspect of it for me is uh, is probably the fact that it's just not GW models, which sounds really weird, but it's never really historically been something that I've ever been bothered about, but it's kind of become a concern now because I do want to go to GW events and I do want to play at GW events. And obviously that's something that I could never, never take to a GW event, which is a bit of a shame, yeah. um, obviously for understandable reasons, but it kind of counts the army out. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to sell it at the moment, but there's, there's no bite. So it's just kind of doing what it does. Um, so yeah, I mean, my major thing, as I said, just kind of stay relevant with the with the armies. Um, keep kind of chipping away. Um, I want to get. I do specifically want to get the Zinch and the um, the Stormcast finished. Um, they're my. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle them together because the Stormcast are almost there. The Zinch kind of I'm working on at the moment. I want to get them done. Um, both both to a both to a good standard. And um, I just um, and, and really to be honest, um, my biggest hobby goal next year is just I want to get these you know get this podcast, keep it ticking over, um, get the blog posts up, get interesting information up there. Um, you know, I, I don't want it to feel like I'm putting up blog posts just for people to click links to so we get a kickback for it. It's not why I want to do it. 
It's about getting them up. And I want to keep attending events and I want to keep taking photos. The best thing, I think the best thing we do and the most popular thing we do is consistently taking photos of the best armies that we see at events that have been put out there. People seem to love it. The Twitter feed goes crazy. The individuals love the feedback. I love putting the blog posts up. We get loads of readers of them. It's all really, really good. And if it was me, I'd love to be able to have like a, almost like a catalogue you could flick through, of like all the yeah. armies, all, all the different events. That's what I'd get a kick off, and that's what I want to keep doing, and that's what people have helped achieve by listening to this and by helping put money into that raffle to get the camera. So kudos to you. You could help me try and achieve one of my goals. So, yeah, my big goal, stay relevant. Finish a couple more armies to my, to, you know, not my highest standard because... I don't think anyone ever achieves the higher standard to a really good standard and keep doing what we're doing. Keep the podcast going, keep the blog posts. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, kind of our, our goals, I guess our goals and our, our feelings for kind of for next year. Um, what we'll do, we'll take a quick break there and, um, I want to finish up by, by really just kind of reviewing our year of hobby. Obviously we've covered our most recent bits and bobs but just kind of be interesting to see what our individual thoughts are about our own hobby throughout the year and whether we've got any insights that might be kind of interesting to the listeners all right back after the break and uh to, to coin a chris tomlin phrase and we are back um so we wanted to do as we've mentioned 20th of december um, hopefully get this podcast episode out tonight if not very early tomorrow morning um, do a little kind of individual review of the year so Rob do you want to kind of kick in I mean you know what, what was your what was your start of the year like and, and go from there well yeah I'd, um, uh, well I'm, I think it's, it's weird isn't it because the, uh, the the tournaments and so almost you know that kind of thing yeah. sometimes feels like a like a, a, a sports season, so you, yeah, it's almost it, like the 2016-2017 season. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I get that. Um, you know, especially with you know the, the, the sort of the, the, the time that they released the general's handbook, um, it, everything sort of seems to reset itself, and it sometimes feels that you know things like when because I think last year was the end of this time last year was like the last clash, wasn't it? I think that, yeah. Um, yeah. that Mo did. Um, and I'm, that was sort of when I was doing my prime conversion and my lawmaster conversion. Obviously, got the uh, forest dragon sort of back out, dusted that off, and uh, made a start on that. So, the beginning of the year, I think, um, you know, uh, is, is aiming for her partners in chaos, wasn't it? In February, I believe. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, a thousand points done for that. Um, and, you know, it was great to. Sort of have, you know, it was nice just to sort of have an army finishing and then obviously working towards South Coast in April. Um, yeah, and just just going through, uh, you know, sort of finishing off the army for for April and and carrying that through. Then having having the summer of uh, of, of starting the <laughs> doing starting the uh, Egrim conversion pretty much straight the day after. I think the Carmine Dragon got delivered the. The Saturday of of of, uh, of um, South Coast and I had it when I was off on the Monday, so I kind of yeah. I think my first whip went up on on that Monday straight after. So it's kind of been you know print, I haven't really paint well I haven't painted anything I don't think since since finishing that army off and 
you know, that's one thing should really, you know, that's one thing I'm really eager to get back into because all the help and some of the feedback that I've had from the army, I really want to take that and implement it. Um, but it's just you know, this year, I guess, has just been the year of, of getting that army done. Yeah. You know, coming coming close a couple of times, being picked by Mitzi and Ian at two different events, are, you know, both very close run things. You know, very it's a testament to the fact that you know, obviously, player voted and you know, people really like the army. Obviously, it's got a bit of the wow factor, I dare say, with the conversions and stuff. And perhaps you know, people can see past the sort of they they don't see the it sort of takes away some of the attention from perhaps some of the deficiencies in the paint jobs. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a good year, man. It's been it's been really nice, and you know, as as much as I've been sort of known you guys and and sort of been involved since I got back into it, having a the first sort of tournament year where I've been able to take a full fully painted army that's completely finished to these events and have all the wonderful feedback that I've had, and you know, enjoy myself in the gaming. Actually, you know, get better at gaming. I mean, you know, thirty top thirty at Facehammer. Yeah, nice. Um, was was a you know as a as a awesome result and you know playing on that last game against Will was uh, was great fun. I think and, you better than me some... to be honest, mate. I sure I shock her at face hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think um, you know I, it, it, it was good. It, you know, just being it's almost I feel like that that year the, the the year of sort of getting into the scene and, and being part of it. You know, you see all the guys. You know, you've been around all these guys that have painted all these lovely armies and everything and. Finally, to be a part of it, mm. it's been it's been a great year. It's been really good. And, you know, here's to here's to many more, many more of them. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you know, simply the achievement of, and it is, and it really is an achievement, which ironically is something that maybe isn't recognised enough, is getting an army finished. You know, and having it in a standard that you're, you know, you're content with it, and you can take it to events and you play with it is 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 a massive achievement because it takes so much time, so much dedication so much money just to get these things done so you know i think anybody who achieves the the state of having an army ready for an event that isn't just some speed painted filth you know or dry brush to hell or you know we've seen the shit armies and they're not worth giving even getting just 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 getting just finishing like i said that we we touched on it last episode and had a bit of a a rant at the end but just just finishing off a project and seeing a project through, regardless of the quality, yeah. because that's all subjective anyway. You know, depending on how much you know your your ability or the time that you put in or whatever. But actually, sure. just the seeing a project through is is you know is a great feeling in itself, regardless of what then comes after it. Like you said, you know, you set yourself a goal with with your Cathargal army, and you, you know you knew what you wanted to achieve with that, and you achieved it. Oh, you know, regardless of yeah. <laughs> but you know and some people want to you know they want to get the you know the latest competitive armies on the board fair play to them do you know what I mean they go out there they spend their own hard earned money and build it and you know still still got to paint it do you know what I mean they, you know, still got to invest that time and you know if, if, if you know they, they probably spend just as much extra time play testing and theorying it out and doing the math hammer and playing practice games that's their investment you know what I mean? Whereas someone else's investment is the extra time taken to convert. You know, like I'm sure if you know people that you know, you know, perhaps don't have as elaborate you know conversions as, as I do. If they, you know, I, I don't put the time into playtesting or, or practicing. You know, I, I only play games at tournaments. I'm sure if 
you know, I invested my time playing more, I'd certainly have, you know, wouldn't be able, I'd, I'd have to just take an army out of the box. I wouldn't be able to do all the extra converting and no. everything. And if that's the part of the hobby that a person wants to dedicate their time to, then who am I to, you know, who am I to, to, to judge that person or, or who are they to do it the other way around? Do you know what I mean? You know, people invest their time and their hobby into aspects that they, that appeal to them and fair play to everyone that does it and that's why I like it you know that's one of the things you, know, you can everyone's put in the effort regardless of whether it's you know painting or not well you know what I mean like, you know, the, thing like, is, the, you funny, know. the funny thing is sorry just, just to ride you slightly I kind of sit there and I, I listen to what you're saying and yeah no you're right and I just keep getting Ricky Ricky keeps flashed into the head you know the ultimate borrower I think Ricky's. I genuinely think Ricky's. I mean, fair play to Ricky. He's painted an army this this year. You know, he's, he's broken the airbrush out. He's painted an army. He's he's got really great comments on. So well done, Ricky, for that. Honestly, but I think Ricky's actual hobby consists of talking to people about what the best army is, or how the meta is, or what'd be really good that people don't expect, and then borrowing it, and doing well with it. Yeah, but he must. I mean, like, and you guys have mentioned it, and it's been mentioned on other podcasts. He seemed like. You know, he, he's obviously two years in a row. He's made the masters. Mm, yeah, he's, well, yeah. He, obviously, so, obviously, something with the, the AOS, the AOS system and the way it plays. Obviously, he's clicked with him, and it just reminds me there's a, you know, a, sort of, you know, people that, that don't practice. You know, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple of uh, examples of it in professional basketball where you've got guys who just never turn up to practice, mm-hmm. but they're so naturally gifted. Yeah. They'll just turn up to the game and, and play and be amazing. And, you know, that those are usually the exception to the rule, aren't they? You know, you've got your people like Ricky who, who can borrow an army and just be awesome at being in. You know, if he's got a natural talent for it, then fair play to him. Um, but, you know, again, if, if people are, you know, you know, he's probably investing his time with other things, you know what I mean? You know, it's all about investing that time and, and what you're getting out of it, what you put in. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite content to just, you know, meander through my games and hopefully give my opponent a, a good game, regardless of who wins or loses, but just have a nice, you know, something, you know, it'd be nice, nice to get nominated and recognised for the hobby aspect of it, you know. You're a bit like James, you want to be known as a good host, a good host of the game. <laughs> awesome. I know, it's all very... It's very, very civil and positive, and no, yeah, that, that's really nice. nice. Just nice. I mean, my my year in review. I mean, it's I, I won't lie. I mean, my my early part of the year was completely dominated by South Coast GT um, because I'd planned to do my Cathergal Army um, right over Christmas, and I think it was November I started. Um, so that that dominated right up until South Coast. That was that was it, and it was very little um that i spent any other time on uh, other than i painted zol which is weird because that's almost a year now i've had him so obviously he's just been raffled off and going to his new home but uh he got painted up around that time um so that's how my january kind of started off and then i cracked straight back onto south coast and it was a goal i focused on it i did an army i did a display border when i won it was brilliant used the army a bit uh, after that it's been to a few events so you know i i think my my biggest achievement, or my second biggest achievement this year, um, has been South Coast GT winning that award. I went for something and I got it. So, really, really, really happy with that. Um, obviously, during this time, I was adding to my corn. Um, obviously, I'd come from winning um, Age of Santa uh, Christmas 2016. Um, so, I still had the corn arm, which I was adding to. 
Um, so plenty of additions to that, a few mixed bits and bobs. So it was quite nice to kind of have this growing collection of chaos. So I had a Nurgle Chaos Army, and my collection of chaos sort of mixing things in and out. Um, then the corn book hit, which I was so excited about. Heat one, it dropped that weekend. So excited. And it all went downhill from there. There's so many issues with the book, uh, not just from what's in there or the lack of things that's in there in regards to how it's been FAQ'd, how it plays. Um, it's just a mess. Um, and then 2017, um, when General's Handbook came, pretty much killed it for me. It killed the list I was working on. So that's really hard to get around. Gave it a try. It didn't work. Um, so that kind of killed corn. Um, then I moved on to one of, my, one of my most exciting purchases of the year was actually my laser engraver, which I've had an awful lot of fun with making all the guys, you know, all these different um, token sets and stuff myself and tracking all this stuff. It's been a lot of fun kind of getting behind the, the design aspect of that and the feedback and learning the process. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. Uh, yes, yeah, so for those who know who don't know, I bought a cheap um Chinese laser engraver, uh, which a guy on eBay resells um, after he kind of checks them over to make sure they're safe. Um, you know, they're not perfect. They definitely have limitations. Um, I didn't do it to get the money. It was to prove concept in case I wanted to do something in the future. Um, but it's been a lot of fun and it's been really nice to kind of do something for friends while earning a little bit of money from it as well. Um, so the engraver's been really good and cracking on with the Stormcasts has been very positive for me. Um, it's nice getting the models there. They're lovely models to paint. They're, I consider them a bit of a painter's dream, really. Um, very concise with the detailing. Um, very easy to edge highlight. Um, you know, smooth, crisp lines. Very well molded. Really, really nice. Really a fan of Stormcast for painting, um, which is strange, really, when you consider most of them are just kind of gold um, and very much one area gold. And then kind of paint the details on. Yeah, they can look great. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of examples out there. Um, but they are such nice models to paint. It's a shame that you don't see people paint them more often. Um, so Stormcast, I keep cracking on. Really enjoyed them on the table. So there's more I want to paint for those and really upscale what I've done. Uh, so that's, as I said, that's that's a plan for next year. And I've got to be honest, my the, the best thing about this year has been doing the podcast. Um I've always been a fan of podcasting, obviously being in the Black Sun and everything in the past, and it, it just this just feels right. It feels like I'm doing it with the right people, of the right attitude, we're doing it for the right reasons. Um, and simply just going to events. I mean, I'll use I'll use you know John Green as an example. You know, we went to a tournament. They came over and introduced themselves. They knew who he was, and it isn't the recognition and things like that. It's simply the case that you know these people. We haven't met before, enjoying what we're doing, and it just allowed me to connect with new people in a different way, which has been which has been great. And I'm kind of hoping that as we go into 2018, that we can do some more of the normal podcasty bits and be called to get some dice and you know do some t-shirts for us and you know maybe some t-shirts for fans and stuff. I don't know, you know, it'd be just cool to do those things. There are always things I wanted to do, but the podcast has been a big a big thing for me this year. So. Yeah, I think that's my kind of my year in review. Plenty of painting stuff, couple of different armies. Went for an went for an event for a trophy which I won, which I'm super stoked about. And I started up a great little hobby project, a hobby endeavour with some with some good mates. So can't say fairer than that, really. So um, 
so yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I've discovered a lot this year. It's been great kind of, you know, forming stronger bonds with, with the community as a whole. The Doggers have been fantastic as a local group. Um, you know, painting aspects, you know, I've got to be honest, GW's really, really, really given us an awful lot of good tools this year. Um, maybe even in 2016 that I hadn't really picked up on. Um, but things, you know, I've, I've started using, um, even simple things like their, their Van Halen Blizzard texture paint, texture paint for snow. Um, it's, it, um, you know, I don't think it's the best snow in the world, but it's, it's so, they make it so easy to use. Um, I think that's a real thing with GW at the moment. It's ease of access. You know, they released the Lamium Medium, which, you know, we're using. We've got the glaze paints out there. We've got these edge paints. They're doing new releases and they're doing a death card color and doing this. And it's just all these extra paints are all like a toolbox you can use. And, you know, honestly, kudos to GW. They're constantly cranking stuff out. We've had the painting handle this year. I use the mold line, you know, mold line cleaning tool. It's, they, they keep upping kind of the, the the tools that they're putting out there that allows hobbyists to, to produce awesome stuff. So, yeah, I want to shout, I want to shout out that just one thing I didn't mention. It was it seemed like a little it seemed a little bit silly when they brought it out, but they're they're little um, hobby saw, mm. and it's like a little scalpel handle, but they're little um, saw blades at the size of scalpel blades. I did, I, I I literally don't know what you're talking about, so I'm interested. What are you talking about? Yeah, so the um, you can get like they do like uh, the little hobby saw. Yeah. And it's um, like I said it's the same sort of size, nicely weighted, mm-hmm. so it feels good quality, sort of like a like almost like a pin vice scalpel handle. Right. Um, but with a, a sort of a different shaped saw blades. Oh really? They're like smaller, about an inch long, for like getting in like sort of arms and little areas here and there. It's really quite handy, handy tool. Oh, that's cool too. I mean, just to kind of go with that as well, if we push it a little bit further, I think the the hobby the hobby engagement and the way GW has been this year. And I mean, I don't want to gush over GW, but for, for, I've you know I've worked for them and for so many years, we've asked them to do X, Y, and Z. And I th- I I honestly think, without a question of a doubt, what they've been doing and the way they've engaged with the hobby is just uh, with the community has just been fantastic. And I think it has has led to such an amazing scene, amazing people, and an amazing ethos. So, and it's I think, made a lot of difference this year, I think. And it really does, and it doesn't make, and it weirdly doesn't do it in ways that you really register a lot of the time. But it it creates such a positive aspect around the hobby. Like, I don't talk negatively. I remember I used to talk so much negatively about pricing, about why don't they do this, why isn't this, why isn't. I just don't. You don't talk like that anymore. Do you know one of the, one of the, my uh, the one of my favourite ever Black Sun episodes right. was <laughs> I think it was you Chris and I think uh, the, I think Scott and Ricky maybe um, going over when they <laughs> released the new Visions magazine. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was shit. And that that was uh, that was a very very funny episode. I remember that. that was a uh, yeah, you think you're saying that you th- that there's, there's some kids out there that think they've got the, like a, a new unit because it's uh it's um they, they've written it out in German as well as like English <laughs> and French. That's it, was Chris. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But no, it, that's very know, funny. But part of that, I mean, you go back to the vision side of things, is that we're not idiots. You know, gamers are pretty savvy. Putting out a product that just shows us pretty photos of models, it's not really going to go down that well overall and when you did have people out there in at, at the community in the time said oh this stuff is amazing brilliant look at it. and you're just like well it's not it's really really not mate 
It's just yeah. it's just some models presented prettily, and you want to charge lots of money for it. So we're not idiots. Um, so yeah, I mean, GW is a company I think has been fantastic, and you know I can honestly say that it's encouraged me to to want to talk about the hobby more, which is always a good thing. Um, but I think uh, now we've wanked off GW a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a pretty good time to kind of wrap up there. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I want to wish all our listeners, uh, you know, happy Christmas and a happy new year. And, it, well, if you celebrate it, um, if you don't, then enjoy everybody else. <laughs> yeah, wear the back um, there. Enjoy <laughs> themselves, I suppose. Well, if you did it at work, you know, it's one of the things where, I, you know, I never say Merry Christmas and all that. You know, it's almost like the American way of being, happy holidays. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, no, you know, thanks for all the support. I mean, honestly, having the listeners, watching those little download tickers go up on the website's awesome. Feedback, conversations with people, you know, engage with us, please do. If you've got questions, um, we've got a backlog of questions. I've got loads of ideas for blog posts. They're never lost. They're never wasted. They're always there, and we always want to talk to them. Sorry, talk to them. Talk about them and chat to us at events. Um, you know, just keep chatting with us, and we'll keep we'll keep doing what we're doing. Um, and I want we've, to got, see... we've got we've got some um, we've got some surprises in 2018 events as well, haven't we? We uh, keep that under wraps for now, but there's uh, there's going to be some pro painted little things going flying about at events to keep your eye out. On. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you know, we we want to. I also want to make sure that we're supporting those events that are going that extra mile as well. So face hammers yeah. painting competition. I want to make sure that when we're going, you know, this year that we really. You know, really yeah, sorry about sorry about last time, guys. That was a bit of a poor showing, to be fair. Yeah, I think it was just a, a bit of an, an engagement thing, to be honest. You know, and you know, you kind of need to have these hobby goals. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, doing something worthy to go into the face hammer painting competitions is something that I want to strive to. You know, next year. Yeah. And I, I know you guys kind of feel the same. Um, and obviously, I want to thank yourself, and I want to thank Ian. I know it's probably boring for listeners me just saying thank you to everybody, but uh, thanks to all the support so far, those podcasters and friends with. You know, it's it's a it's a good kind of time to you know look back on things and just thank people for the stuff they're doing. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a good year, and uh, hopefully, you will have just as good if not more, in uh, 2018. I don't see why not. So we'll exit again to a nice little bit of synthwave because it's the best thing in the world ever. And I'm hoping we'll get an early episode out next year and uh, got some more interesting content for you guys. And um, we'll... it's just for those who are interested, the end of January is the deadline for the first 400 points for our, um, from Embers to Inferno um, campaign title. Um, so those will be going up, so keep your eyes open for those. Anyway, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye. We own the sky.